0: Hello, I'm David Lee and welcome to podcast by Brodies. In this series, we take an in-depth look at some common and not-so-common questions and scenarios Brodies lawyers have faced over the years. This series relates to English law, and in each episode, we talk to Brodies legal experts and some special guests about a specific issue. We hear their insights and experiences that allow them to take the right approach when they're asked the deceptively simple question, what do I do if? Today, we're asking the question, what do I do if I'm redeveloping a property and need to relocate the fibre optic cabling? And I'm joined to discuss this important topic by two Brody's partners, Lucy Barnes and Manus Quigg. Welcome to you both. And Lucy, first of all, when we talk about fibre optic cabling, what do we actually mean in layperson's terms?
1: In very simple terms, broadband. So specifically, I suppose, in in today's sort of telecoms world, we're specifically talking about the rollout of super fast broadband. Um, uh, Those who've listened to our previous podcast will know that we've spoken about Project Gigabits, and that's the £5 billion government infrastructure project um, to deliver fast and reliable connectivity across the UK. Uh, And that seeks 85 percent gigabit coverage by 2025. So in this context, it's the rollout of that super fast broadband.
0: Okay, And can you give us some examples of the circumstances in which fiber optic cabling might need to be relocated and who's responsible for that?
1: yeah in the current market it's the redeveloping of property that's that's the common scenario so where you've perhaps had uh, old cabling of broadband and something needs updating um in the redevelopment stage uh that's the scenario so also major redevelopments of residential blocks of flats in particular um there's a, there's a lot of that going on at the moment out in the market i think um, in terms of who's responsible, you might say that there is a default position that the landowner is is ultimately responsible because they have control over the building. Um, but ultimately, it'll come down to what has been agreed um, in any redevelopment contracts, possibly any existing uh, telecoms agreements between the landowner and the broadband provider.
0: Okay, and Manus, if I can bring you in here, what are the risks uh, if you engage in a project like this and and have to replace the the
2: broadband or or cabling in a block of flats? The risk is interesting because the the it, in reality the inst- installation of new cables is relatively straightforward for contractors, and that's a risk they can price and take for. The more complicated issue is whenever, as is often the case, the existing fibre optic cables aren't where you expect them to be for whatever reason, and it can be either the existing cables aren't where you anticipate, and that can sometimes be even though full surveys have been carried out of the of the site to to establish where they are. Um, and the second issue is obviously the taking of a contractual risk for relocating the services and dealing with the statutory undertaker. Uh, there's obviously, there's, first of all, there's the cost of the relocation itself. But one of the key problems is that a contractor won't have any control over how long a statutory undertaker will take to either approve moving of cables that have been identified or coming and carrying out that, that, that process itself. So that can be a considerable risk. And for a contractor, what that can mean is it can mean delays to the completion of the project, exposure to delay damages, and an inability to recover your prolongation costs for taking so long. For the developer equally, there's a risk as well, because the flip side of that is if they carry the risk, it can mean paying prolongation costs to a contractor for delays and an inability to recover the delay damages. Plus, obviously, there's the relocation costs themselves.
0: Is is it inevitable that this will always happen when there's a redevelopment just because of the pace at which broadband speeds are increasing and just the expectations that we've all got at the moment? Will it? Is it something that will always happen?
1: Um, I think in the current market, so you know, how many Gs have we had, three, four, now we're on to five. I, I think this is something that we are seeing uh, a big increase on, w- predicting what further Gs might come down the line that, um, you know certainly on the wireless side and on the super fast broadband side predicting what that looks like i mean how fast is super super duper fast um where do we get to that's a little bit finger in the air time um one of the key drives at the moment certainly around the residential blocks of flats is obviously the defective cladding issues that's prompting a relook at redevelopment projects and and projects going forward so it's very much a hot topic in the market at the moment
0: okay and and coming back to you manners you you talked a little bit about some of the risks what can a contractor actually do to to, to mitigate those risks and uh, and make it less likely uh that there will be a, a, a challenges in the project
2: a number of things and the, the most simple thing is don't accept the ground risk at all uh that, that's the liability for identifying and relocating cables but sometimes that's not always possible as a, as a negotiating position do you want the contract or do you not sometimes you just have to take the risk And um, what often happens though is that investigation reports are provided in the tender pack and then the contractor is just told that they cannot rely upon that data and the developer can't warrant the accuracy of the information provided for obvious reasons because quite often the cables aren't always where they where they where they're expected to be, so don't accept the growing risk, but if you are going to then seek specific relief for delays, um, particularly in relation to the the relocation of cables or delays caused by the statutory undertaker and the performance of their obligations, and that relief can be either in terms of an extension of time or entitlement to more time for the completion of the project, but therefore relief from liquidated damages or more money, so prolongation costs, or thirdly, just don't take responsibility for the cost of relocation. so three main ways.
0: Okay. Thank you very much. And, and Lucy, what about the kind of legislative side of this? What are the legislative powers that can force the removal of fiber optic cabling?
1: Uh, the key piece of legislation um, is the electronic communications code and that, that came into force at the back end of 2017 um, and, and that's the legislation that governs all telecoms apparatus in the UK and um, there are other ancillary pieces of legislation um, and regulations that, that underpin it but that's the the key piece of legislation and that, that governs both wireless and fixed line cabling, obviously the fixed line cabling which is what we're talking about today. Um, Under the code, uh, it's the landowner who has necessary powers to terminate any agreement to remove cabling. Um, You know, should that, should that be a scenario that, that might occur? Um but that's only where certain criteria's been met, um and, and the scope is incredibly limited um in terms of powers there. But but read the, the basis is that redevelopment of a property can be a terminating ground under the code.
0: Okay. And Manus, what about kind of guidance in addition to the legislation? What's what's out there and what are the implications again
2: specifically for contractors? Well, buying up to date, at the 4th of October there, there was a new guidance approved approved document issued for infrastructure for electronic communications, and that was issued under the building regulations. And that's an approved document issued uh, to tell parties how to comply with the building regulations when it comes to uh, in-building physical infrastructure for high-speed electronic communications. So that comes into force on the 26th of December, so it doesn't impact on developments before that date, but it may impact after. And it tells you how to comply with the, or gives you guidance on how to comply with the building regulations. So we're
0: in quite a, a fast changing environment here by the sound of it uh, at Manus. What, what is the kind of level of knowledge among contractors about this area? And, and presumably they do need specialist advice. You know, this is a very complex
2: area. It is. It is complex and it's, uh, it's, it's complex and, State of knowledge is patchy, I think is probably the best way to describe it. There are those who will specialise in this area, contractors particularly, who specialise in this field, who will probably have been watching for the new guidance coming out and, and will be fully aware of all developments, but others will not, where perhaps this is a small part of the overall development and therefore they'll have to rely on specialist input from others, lawyers, uh, specialist advisors to guide them through it. But I think the key message here is to be aware of the risks and know where to find the advice.
0: Okay. So Lucy, kind of patchy knowledge, but hopefully not patchy broadband, uh, particularly when the new cabling's been installed. Let's talk a bit specifically about the telecoms code. What specifically is the relevance of the telecoms code in this area? And how does that link in with, you know, the legislation, the guidance that we've talked about already?
1: Yeah, so as I sort of touched on, the, the, the code, um, the telecoms code, the relevance of it is, is those powers that can influence, um, the parties and perhaps the deal that they might seek to do, um, around dealing with, with this issue. Uh, and the new guidance that Manus has talked about, it, it's very prescriptive. Um, and one of the key pillars within it is it, that it requires the developer And the broadband service provider to agree um, who will install the infrastructure. Um, So, readily, you can see a scenario well, who's going to pay for this? You know, relocating or putting in new cabling to facilitate telecoms infrastructure obviously has costs involved with it. um, And the code, the telecoms code, has the potential to influence those negotiations. There's also um, an underlying risk, then it can be used as a weapon. Um, in that negotiation, so it 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 has the um the potential to to cause and also resolve disputes where parties can't agree in advance.
0: And is this is this likely to be an area of challenge between you know uh, contractors and and uh, and telecoms providers?
1: The, I think there is a challenge for the parties in this scenario because the duties that are being placed on them by the by the new guidance, you know, there is this sort of responsibility to try and agree what's going to happen, who is going to pay for that. If this is a major redevelopment, um, is it is it the landowner? Is it the developer? Is it the contractor? Is it the telecoms operator themselves? Um, and given that there are a number of competing commercial interests and just the number of parties, um, that that could that could be difficult to manage.
0: And, and Manus, what liabilities can arise if these issues are not actually handled at an early stage? Presumably, it is very important to try and address this at the very early kind of contract stage of the of the discussions
2: it is, yeah. The the number of liabilities. This first one is the regulatory liability, because effectively, what you're going to do is your design will be in breach of the ter- breach of the the building regulations if you don't comply. So, you're going to have an enforcement risk by the lo- by the relevant authority. Second is the contractual risk that comes from it. So, there's going to be the cost of rectification at the simplest. There's going to be delay costs, damages costs, and then consequential losses as well. So, if you're the party who's procuring the building, for example, you're not going to be able to generate any income using that building whilst you're stuck in, in disputes and in and, and rec- and, and dealing with the rectification required to make the building comply. So a whole range of liabilities can flow from it. Okay. Lucy, anything to add to that?
1: Uh, I chime with everything that Manus has said.
0: (laughs) (laughs) So, I mean, in general, Lucy, again, coming back to this point, this is a complex area. What is, can you summarise your high-level advice to clients who they are thinking about doing some kind of redevelopment who might be affected by this issue? What are the key points they need to remember?
1: I think hopefully we've, we've not flogged it too much, but seeking early specialist advice is really key um, when planning uh, these redevelopments. You know, construction contract advice on these redevelopments is probably a no-brainer for most people involved, um, but do not ignore the specialist, uh, the specialist expertise that's required on telecoms in particular. Dialogue, talk, talk, talk more talk and talk again uh, you know this is telecommunications we all are trying to connect and be connected do not stop talking have open dialogue an early dispute avoidance um uh, advice here is key as well you know as i've touched on it these issues have the potential to be content contentious and have unintended costs and liability consequences I think you know, when ultimately the driver is to complete a wonderful new development project, um, you know, it's important to keep that driver in mind and and have resolved these issues before it gets to that dispute stage.
2: Manus, final word from you. I would say that the the, the, the fiber optics is probably going to be one of the smaller aspects of the overall development and the less you know about it, the more uh, the 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 greater the onus should be on you to f- seek advice, both in terms of technical, but, but particularly contractual, so that you have awareness of what exactly it is you are signing up to and what the consequences can be if it all goes wrong. As whenever we're dealing with construction disputes, as quite often the case, that lack of no- that lack of knowledge of the sector that, uh, where the dispute arises can cause clients to to really regret the contract they ever signed up to. Mm-hmm. And as you touched on before, Lucy, you think this is
0: something It is a hot topic at the moment. It is something we may well see more of, particularly with so many redevelopments going on at the moment and the the rapid growth of the G's, as you put it earlier on.
1: Yeah, this isn't going away. Um, you know, I think COVID, uh, working from home, has really turbocharged what's happening in the The wireless and broadband world um but particularly in this area, there is a desire to have this superfast broadband in these properties. It is not currently in those properties um and when redevelopments are occurring um they you know we, we need to be really addressing the issue in advance it's not going anywhere.
0: Okay, thank you very much to Lucy Barnes and to Manus Quigg. Uh, just to summarise what we've heard today, really, you know, act early, make sure you do get that specialist advice on the contractual and the technical side, and always engage in dialogue at that early stage because it's good to talk. Um, uh, other slogans are available. You've been listening to Podcasts by Brodies, uh, where some of the country's leading lawyers and special guests share their enlightened thinking about the issues and developments currently having an impact on the legal sector and what that means for organisations, businesses and individuals across the UK. If you'd like to hear more, you can subscribe to Podcast by Brodies on all your favourite podcast platforms. And for more information and insights, please visit www.brodies.com.